engineered, driven, created. You are listening to the Be Velocity podcast and this is episode 11. I'm Deborah and I'm Sophie, your host, and we will be speaking to our guest, Kales Cole. We'll be talking about how old she was when she first discovered her love for motorsport, her first race and how she got into competing and also her plans for 2021. It'll be really good to find out how she juggles school and racing. So hello, Kales. Hi, how are you? Oh, we're good. How are you? Grand. That's so Irish. That is grand. <laughs> well, she is from Cork in Ireland. <laughs> Green and Irish. Oh. So we're speaking to you from Ireland right now, which is just a, a real bizarre, bizarre feeling. Yeah, no, Ireland. So it's my dad's English, so it's half and half. But I, I think I got the full Irish accent, so. <laughs> That's the best part, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I know, like, you've just got back in from work and... Yeah, um, yeah, back we in had... work, yeah, straight back in from work and just finished school, straight into work and then on this podcast, so... <laughs> Uh, well what what do you do for work um I work in like a coffee shop so it's called Lulu's Coffee and he actually sponsors me as well um for my racing so it's not too bad just to get you know some funds and help my dad along the way with you know racing so kind of helps a lot so that's I work nearly every day after school and most weekends and then you know during the summer I'd work every seven days a week unless I'm racing so yeah that's crazy so anybody out there who thinks they're tired just you know you're not that tired (laughs) (laughs) yeah just a question from from me do you find it difficult in balancing school work racing or are you in like a routine now that you can just cope with it and it just doesn't phase you and you just get on with it um well I find it hard with school a lot because obviously I'm away racing and with COVID around it's like really hard to you know I have to come back from from the UK and then quarantine so I'm missing a lot of school and then obviously I was out of school for a lot because of COVID and you know we had to learn over online and so I think not work work as such it's kind of okay it's just you know it's hard not because if I'm not doing something I go mad so that's why I'm like you know just go straight to work (laughs) and I'm pretty much like my dad in that way you know I'm like you know if I'm not doing something then I go off my head (laughs) yeah with school it's a hard it's a bit hard this year because obviously I'm in fifth year it's a bit different over in the UK um compared to Ireland but um these are like this year is kind of like my I do all my stuff for my exams next year so it's kind of like a lot of learning and like you know getting ready for my exams but I'm trying to fit racing in it as well so so it's, it's going okay. It's just trying to like, you know, have a head for every single topic in school and racing then as well. So yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad, she says. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so so how did you first get involved in karting then? Is is motorsport part of your family? Um, it was you know it was always in the blood. My dad, you know, was around motorsport for years. Um, you know, mostly rallying. You know, he has a lot of friends, and his old boss is a is a rally driver as well, CB tool hire Colin Byrne. Um, so it's always been in the family. But I was always on the sideline, you know, watching. You know, my my godfather was a British champion in rallying, so I was always on the sideline watching it. But you know, never thought, I always wanted to be in the racing seat, but, you know, never thought I'd get a chance because I knew it was like huge budgets behind it. So, yeah, it was always been in the family. And then one year I said to my dad, I was like, I want to be, you know, in the racing seat. I don't want to stand on the side anymore watching. Um, And he kind of looked at me stupid. He was like, are you sure? Is that what you want to do? Because, you know, I never went that direction. It was always like dancing and hurling and football. So it was kind of a shock. They were like, you really want to do that? Christmas... 2016 I kept nagging my dad I mean like every single weekend before Christmas I was like I want to go like I want to be a racing driver Um, so then Christmas came and I was actually in the UK um, with my grandparents and I went out to the shed and there was like a, a car sitting on in the shed grounds and I was like what like I was just shocked I was like no way Um, I only wanted it for a bit of fun you know like just I w- didn't ever think of competing Um, just wanted you know go on a Sunday fun day and out with my family and that but then like it went further and where I am now compared to where I started is just unbelievable yeah yeah well we well Deborah's been watching a lot of your progress and obviously you've just had your first sort of major event so yeah just yeah so like two I think it was two weeks ago two three weeks ago I competed in my first round at Silverstone National for the F1000 so I moved into single seaters this year Um, a big jump from karting obviously because I started karting only three years ago and um, this would be my fourth year Um, so like to go from three years in karting with all that experience like not much experience under my belt but a lot you know in three years but you know compared to most drivers starting at four and five and bambinos it's like a bit shorter than most um, but then going into a single seater, you know, that kind of speed, it's just like, oh God. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was a big jump, but it was way worth it. was really worth it. Well worth it. The National is not a slow circuit either at Silverstone. So you were literally thrown in the fire, so to speak, in terms of... Yeah, we're only getting one test day underway. I think it was four or five weeks or maybe a month before that I was at Donington testing um, with Sarah Moore uh, beside me, helping me, you know, with the track and that. Um, so it was only one test day. I had been out in the car with that that car alone, one like day out in the car. And I was just like, I'm jumping into a circuit that number one, I don't know. And number two, it's my second time in the car. So it was daunting at start, even on the starting lines, every start line, I was just like sitting there like, oh no. And you see the red lights come on and you're like, oh no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it was daunting at the start. But as once I got out on track and the race, the lights went off, it was just such an experience like it was amazing like I never ever thought I'd be going around Silverstone National in my life (laughs) at all (laughs) yeah I learned a lot (laughs) that's amazing really amazing what's the sort of what's the power difference between what you were in compared to what you're in now um so in carts like I obviously compete at many tracks like with Ireland and the UK and unfortunately I haven't made European carts and tracks at the moment yet but hopefully one day I'll race in you know France Belgium anywhere like that um but yeah I know the speed difference 
God, you know, coming down the straight in a car compared to coming down the straight in that, you're just like, what the hell am I doing in a car? Like, it's just like, you know, I'd be at, I'd sit at like 60 to 70 miles per hour on a car straight. And in this, I was hitting like in dying to in service and national, I was hitting like 105, 106 miles per hour. You know, just the difference between that, you're just like, what? Like, no, it's, it's unbelievable. Like the speed. And I think what I found like most hard like most difficult to get used to was my braking because obviously in the car you know it doesn't seem that slow when you're out in the car obviously but out in that car it was just like oh no you know coming to a corner of a car it seems a lot easier but when you're in that high speed of a car in service and national and going so fast you're like oh no like it's just so different the speeds are unbelievable in single seaters so what what car are you in now um, the Formula F1000, the Jedi. So it runs an R1 bike engine. So yeah, it's quick. And there's, <laughs> and there's also a slight difference. These cars have a clutch, whereas carts don't. Yeah. So that's yeah, another so... learning curve. <laughs> and that was another learning curve, especially with it being a bike, you know, engine. The clutch on the bikes were really nippy. You know, I could go out in my dad's van or my mom's car and, you know, I'd you know, take off in the car straight away, no bother. But with these, like the clutch and the bike engines, they're just so nippy. It's like really hard to get used to. So I think that's why I struggled with it as well. You know, need to practice my starts, obviously. But um, no, the clutch, like, you know, you get back into a car and you're like, wait, wh- where's the third pedal? <laughs> So tell us a bit about how you, like your progression, because obviously we know you started in carts and um, but just tell us about the sort of championships you've been in and then sort of what your plans are for going forward. Um, so I started with um, a local, um, well, not local, but um, a club, a, t- a club racing level called uh, Tully Allen Car Club and Ireland um so they raced around like all the karting tracks around Ireland for example like Watergrass Hill Galway and Tina and just like all the karting tracks but it was at club level so you know that was a good place to start me and my dad thought um so I started in club level racing with them and I did two years in juniors with them um and then I done in 2019 I moved up to seniors uh senior level karting um so it was kind of like you know in that back looking back then when I was in juniors moving up to seniors it was a big jump because I was like oh god like you know all the seniors were way older than me I was like one of the youngest and so I competed in motorsport Ireland championship in 2019 and the club level as well so I think every weekend we didn't get a break it was literally like every single weekend me and my family were in the camper up to every single track because it was like two three hours to each track Um, so I won two championships that year Um, I won the TKC championship and the Munster championship championship and then I came third in the All-Ireland Motorsport Ireland championship so we had a really good year then you know we knew that I had like you know progressed in such a short time Um, so then 2020 obviously at the start of the year last year we got put on a bit of a hold I was supposed to move into the F1000 single seaters last year but with budget and COVID that came it kind of stopped us a bit Um, so I still competed in karting I went but I moved into the UK I done British kart champs and I done a lot of PFI rounds so there'd be like you know European champion drivers racing against me and it was just an unbelievable experience you know to be racing at such a high level karting um, compared to you know just jumping from Ireland karting to England it's a lot more you know there's a lot more you know professional drivers um so yeah I competed in British champs and I you know it was a learning curve they were tough you had to 
you know make your mark there um and same with PFI you know you have to you know it was just it was hard but yeah we got there in the end I done the I competed in cart masters and I competed in the autumn cup because I won um uh around like I won a certificate at the cart masters so I could do like the full season of autumn cup um and I came 16 yeah 16th out of 60 drivers in that so it was a good you know a good end to the year coming that you know 16 out of 60 drivers in the UK was just you know like eye-opening for me and my dad we like you know we worked really well together it was it was amazing so this year now we've you know took the jump to single seaters um obviously COVID's still here but we managed to and luckily managed to compete in the Silverstone National um, and my next round now is in two weeks time at Donington but if we can get enough budget for the single seaters I'll hopefully be competing in carts as well but yeah as well yeah ambitious then <laughs> yeah because no. yeah, I was I was racing in Silverstone National like you know two weeks ago and then last Sunday I went into the cart again and my dad was like oh where's the clutch I was like oh don't start <laughs> <laughs> oh dear it's like me I just I just um I just bought like a, a sort of drift car um but my main car is is like a more like a track car and yeah. just it's like totally different and it's just like you just find yourself like either over revving it or nearly stalling it. it's so embarrassing it's just like <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I found it like even the starts, like obviously it's a standing start in the F1000. So it was really like daunting coming to the start line. You know, everyone around me knew what the racing was like. They've experienced it before. So I was like, you know, the newbie on the block. Um, so then like coming to the start line, seeing them lights go out, you know, you go into panic mode. So that's where I was struggling with my starts. But hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll start nailing them down and, you know, getting them ready because I was, you know, on my pace and service national was really good. Like, you know, me and Sarah Moore worked, you know, it didn't go backwards. It was always going forward each session. So it went really well. I was in top seven to top 10 pace. So if I can get them starts nailed, I'll hopefully, you know, be fighting in the middle pack. Yeah, that's amazing for your first attempt. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few questions in the head, but something I just want to talk to you about because it's relevant. Um, Family, motorsport, you and your dad, just 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 describe to our audience your relationship between you and your dad because you are literally a family run team you know you don't get a lot of help but if you do you know motorsport don't always get the success um so just talk about your relationship because I I personally adore it if I'm honest (laughs) yeah no me and my dad are like you know you can't pull us apart it's you know even when I before my racing career started you know we always thought you know it was going to be like a family weekend thing you know testing you know going out for a bit of fun and then when I started competing it brought my dad and me even closer than we were and my me and my dad you can't separate us at all you know if we're not on a karting track we're up in the garage you know building a cart up or I'm gone out to work helping him or you know it, we're just inseparable but yeah no it, you know going to a karting track or you know obviously I haven't been around the cars enough to notice it but going to a karting track and being a privateer compared to you know being in a massive team spending you know on like unbelievable budgets it's you know it's kind of like oh you know do we belong here you know like can we compete against them you know spending loads of money in them teams but I think me my dad like even I've been in teams and experienced it like we work way way better you know together and you know like the results we've gotten alone and you know being privateers are 
just amazing like if my dad wasn't here I wouldn't be where I am at right now so yeah and even like not even my dad like my mom my sisters you know they've been a huge support since I started my racing career and my sisters you know I think they're driven demented at the moment because of COVID uh you know not being able to scream my name at the side of the side of the track and same with my mom um but yeah no me and my dad's relationship I think even around the paddock people realize you know like that you know we work really really well as a team and um yeah we've come so far in such a short time and have you noticed a different feel in the atmosphere between karting and obviously club racing in the UK yeah so like yeah the difference between karting and car racing is just so different it's like you know car when I you know when I was first going into cars you know we were obviously going to be a privateer team because of the budgets in teams it's just you know we can't afford it at the moment because obviously we're a family run team um so yeah like going into a car track we were like oh we don't even know that much but the f1000 like grids were unbelievable help i mean we walked into that we had trouble with the car on the friday at silverstone um and i mean all hands-on from like jfk racing that racing team and you know everyone just was so much help and like compared to carrying you know if i broke down that's our fault that's our own problem you know you'd always get you know a few people that would help because you know you'd always find people in carrying that are amazing help but compared to car racing, it's you can't even describe how different it is, you know, with people and the atmosphere. And, you know, even my dad was like talking to a few of his friends and he came back after racing in the UK and he was just like, you know, he there's tears rolling down off his face, being like seeing your daughter come down Silverson National in that high speed, you're just like, Wow. <laughs> Oh, what a hero. Bless him. <laughs> yeah, he oh. sure is. <laughs> which, which one do you prefer then? I'm guessing you prefer car. I haven't decided that yet. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love my karting. I, you know, I can't, you know, I, I absolutely love my karting. Like, you know, I, if I ever got the chance this year to compete in karting as well as cars, I definitely do it. I just, I can't stay out of a kart seat. I just love it. You know, it keeps you fresh for the cars as well. You know, you, you know, you even notice that karting people that go into cars, they do well you know with you know lines than that going into cars so yeah I, I can't really decide at the moment maybe I'll change my mind when I do a few more rounds of the F1000 <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to do a Q&A on your Instagram and we'll uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've been um meddling about with TikTok as well haven't you yeah well <laughs> trying to anyway <laughs> yeah no it, yeah no the last year I was like oh well I make TikTok but I wouldn't talk on it I, just, I can't I don't like my own voice on TikTok I just can't do that <laughs> I don't like doing it but hopefully I'll get the confidence to do it one day um, but yeah no uh, yeah TikTok it's I think like most of my followers came from TikTok you know it's an app that everyone goes for right now so yeah no my TikToks yeah <laughs> <laughs> so socials have been like a really good obviously um, source for support for you and just like awareness yeah. yeah no it's it's been hard obviously like when I wasn't racing it was hard to you know bring an audience to my page and you know keep it running as anyone would I'm you know but now that I'm back up racing you know it's just so exciting to show people like what I'm doing um, and like the support I get off most people is just you know really good like um, I have like Sarah from the W Series Sarah Moore she's my driver coach you love a name drop don't you <laughs> <laughs> Tell us this story about when you met um, Sarah, because I always find it hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> if I had the video now, you'd probably all laugh. Um, 
But yeah, no, I was, when I done, when me and my dad started, you know, for, like, you know, searching for what we could move into, you know, to see, in, you know, Janetta's or single seaters, you know, seeing what the best option was. Um, We went to Bruntingforth, I think I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> we went there uh, to test drive the F1000 and Emma Dempsey surprised me that weekend at the airport. And I, I'm not even joking, she hit behind this pole and I came around, didn't even spot her. And she was like frightened. Like I was just like, what? I was so confused. And I was like, why is she here? <laughs> um, but no, Emma Dempsey surprised me. And, you know, I thought that was the end of it. You know, oh, Emma surprised me. You know, that was great support to have all weekend. And then I think I was on my second last session of, you know, going, testing the car. And Sarah, I got, I pulled up, like, to park the car. And I turned around and Sarah Moore was standing there. And I was, my face just dropped. I was like, I, and then um, I looked twice and then I just walked the opposite way. I couldn't, I couldn't go near her. I walked down the opposite way of the track. Um, and she was, she just started laughing her head off and everyone was laughing I was like no this can't be true um, so then I walked over and I I, I think I, I just nearly started crying I was like nah this can't be true and she was like okay that's the end of surprise now we're going back to business so to have like you know Sarah was there like you know all weekend and to get to know Sarah she you know we call her family now she's you know she's amazing because <laughs> she, she's helping you with your um, driver coaching isn't she in the single seaters yeah yeah I know Sarah um, we took Sarah to be my driver coach for this season um, no we work really really well as a team you know on and off track you know it, we like even outside of racing you know we get on great so us as a team we thought it'd be amazing to put together together so it's going well for you know for now so we'll see what we can do in the future it's nice to hear some women empowering women stories as well which is always good obviously that's been like a huge topic for this year hasn't it she's gone absolutely crazy so I mean like does that sort of thing put you off or does it I mean what's the grid what does the grid look like are you the minority because you're also probably one of the youngest so are you sort of like one of the only females as well um yeah on the F1000 grid I'm the young well I'm one of the youngest there's another lad called Billy Styles. yeah he's another young lad so we're probably both the youngest on the F1000 grid um, and yeah I'm the only female on the grid as well so in, in the last I, I think I'm the only female for the last few years there was another girl a few years ago but yeah I'm the only female on the grid but it doesn't bother me really <laughs> you know we're all, once we have our helmet on we're all the same aren't we you just go out and race yeah definitely definitely I think most of the guests that we have on when we ask that sort of a question they always say the same you know it doesn't matter as long as you you've got the guts and you've got the skill to be there then you know why does it matter and yeah so, like I think like even after like you know the start of my career you know people would ask me oh do you get you know do you get a lot of stuff from the boys like you know on track and I'm like well you know at the start obviously you got you know they say you know who's she coming but you know it didn't really bother me just kind of you know have to get on with Um, I think obviously you have to make your stamp there you have to let them know you're not going anywhere Um, but once you're on track it just doesn't really matter you have your health on and if anything happens it just stays on track you know you don't take off track so yeah <laughs> just wear like a neon lime or neon pink suit and trousers and helmet and then when you go past and you're faster than them they'll be like oh that's the woman that's the girl <laughs> so what's your sort of ultimate goal where do you see yourself in I don't know well I was going to say five years but you're moving pretty quickly so we'll say like two years <laughs> 
um yeah so my ultimate goal um at the moment um my aims and the sights i see right now is the w series um the all-female grid that is amazingly running alongside the f1s this year um so yeah i know that's my ultimate goal the w series that's what i'm aiming for but if i ever got you know the chance to go further obviously you know i'd look at like the f1 seat but i'd also like to try like gt5 cars or something like that so you know obviously if i didn't get make the w series i'd love to try gt5 cars or but that w series is my ultimate goal at the moment <laughs> just lucky you've got sarah as your mentor then isn't it <laughs> I know, yeah, she, yeah, no, Sarah, Sarah's really good, you know, she, we work really well as a team, so, yeah, Sarah, yeah, we work really well as a team, so it's kind <laughs> Sarah's not your only fan, is she, though, Kale, is she? No, Sarah's not my only fan at all, like, but I have a lot of fans, um, you know, that I love, like, I admire, you know, they inspire me to, you know, push to go further, Um, I think, you know, when I started, when I was in karting, and, you know, when I wanted to move up the ranks and go to cars, Sarah was you know that inspired me to go there um but now that i've moved into cars and you know i've meeting a lot more people and seeing a lot more girls and getting you know to know a lot more people um i've kind of like took you know an inspiration with abby Ayton and um jess hawkins um and uh alice powell so you know i look up to them a lot as well but you know sarah's my number one so yeah, we can't take Sarah with that number one step. But obviously, you know, if I one one day got to meet Abby and I'd be like, what? <laughs> no way. <laughs> but yeah, no. I have a few like you know F one drivers that you know inspire me as well. Um, like George Russell or Lando Norris and all them. You know, the young lads that came from karting. So yeah, but yeah, the girls are just you know they inspire more girls to move forward. So it's good. This I'm gonna ask you. Could you tell me someone that you highly rate but doesn't get a re- enough recognition or noticed? Some that I don't even know about. Um, is there anyone that you, you know, they could be male or female? Um, uh, I, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of females and males that deserve a lot of publicity and you know no no like you know they need to you know get a lot of publicity to push them further and there's a lot of amazing you know female and male drivers out there that deserve to be where others be so I I I suppose there is a lot of people that you know need it so there's not really a specific driver that I think doesn't have it or has it so I hope to see like one day like you know drivers that I know of now like friends and you know even family that are in motorsport I hope to see them you know progress make you know a stamp of motorsport but you know there's not a specific person that I can think of right now anyway (laughs) because you do an absolutely amazing job in recognizing other people um on especially on social media because I know you've done it the other day um with two lads um yeah yeah I know like it's good to like you know I suppose in racing you know I I don't like the fact that, you know, you have to better each other. I think, you know, we should all work as a team. You know, obviously, you know, there's certain things that, you know, you're going to be against each other like a race. But, you know, we should all get out of the car and say, right, you know, congratulations, you beat me. You know, you know, it's all about, you know, there's sportsmanship involved in motorsport as well. You can't just be, you know, go out and be hot headed. Um, like even an example of Teesside, when I was racing at the Teesside Autodrome, um, there was a lad called Dan Daniel Kell and Max Prentice. You know, I've raced them for the last two years now. I've only been there three times, but you know, they were the main faces when I went there. Um, 
you know, after every race, we'd come round, you know, after the flag went and, you know, we just pump fist each other, you know, just as a sign of sportsmanship, you know, it's just a nice thing to do. Win or lose, you have to congratulate the people around you because at the end of the day, you all went out there and tried and done your best, so. Wow. I think, I think we've um, just about talked your ear off enough and um, we've got one more question for you, which we didn't prepare you for, so we get a... We get an exciting answer, but we've been asking each of our guests what their favourite song to listen to is when they're driving. And then we're going to put this all into a Spotify playlist that we've been building um, for people to listen to when they're driving. So what's your song? Um, my song? Uh, I, I, like, I mean, like, when I started racing, um, what got me into racing was, um, you know, I done a race for a, a lad that got um that passed away so I did a race my first you know race for him and I adopted his race number and um, number 18 and I've had it ever since for the last three years I've always run 18 if I go to a race meeting and someone has 18 I'm like no get off your car <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah no when I when when he passed away though there was always a song that you know everyone reminded them of so uh, it's called superstar you know it's kind of like the pop music song so you know he was a suit we always he always reminded us of a superstar as he you know he was made a stamp of motorsport as year a few years ago and as the years went on he even progressed more so he's known as our superstar so i think that's one of my favorite songs to um play <laughs> oh lovely what was his name uh donald o'brien um yeah so he his daughter actually nicole they sponsor me so don't know brian car sales so he's he has a sticker on the car as well so it'd be good to use his song <laughs> oh well it's going to be remembered forever now in our playlist so <laughs> that's good <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you so much honestly it's it's been um it's been great to have you on and um like I say, you've, you've been inspiring and Deb is definitely inspired by you and how you balance everything and um, how you keep on going. And we just hope we wish you the best with this new venture in cars. And um, I'm sure Sarah's going to be very happy listening to this episode if she gets to hear it because she's got quite a few shout outs. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah. We'll, we'll see how the year goes on anyway. Hopefully when I'm talking to you again, we'll have some, you know, progression and, you know, things that have happened throughout the year so yeah I look forward to speaking to you again and um hopefully I'll just keep inspiring little girls to come into motorsport <laughs> I'm sure you will <laughs> I'm never gonna stop supporting you um I am like your number one fan I fangirl over you you know it because I absolutely adore you and you're gonna go far in life you really are because you put the work in you know, you go out there and your times are ridiculous. You know, I, I'm always comparing you against Ash Sutton or Jade Edwards. You know, you've got t potential there. And I hope if there is someone listening out there that can help you with sponsorship, just to keep you going, you know, I'd be extremely grateful um, because you are phenomenal. And I generally mean that you really are. And I think that's a nice way of ending the show on that nice little bombshell. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, fingers crossed for you for this year. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs>
One love, one love. <laughs> well, don't know about you, but I love this girl. And that was another phenomenal episode. And I'm pretty sure we'll be speaking to Kills uh, again at some point. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like fighting in to get into Donington just just to watch her race. Um, do keep an eye out on her socials give her a follow just show her some love because she really does deserve it anything else you want to add there Sophie yeah just if you've got any questions or you think you have um, a chance to sponsor Kels then just get in touch with her socials or you can also get in touch with B Velocity and we'll pass the message on to her so if you want to show some love for our podcast by leaving us a review liking and subscribing then do so Thanks for listening to the Be Velocity podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode. If you'd like to get involved in building our global community, then please drop us a DM on any of our socials. And it's goodbye from me. That's goodbye from me. Engineered. Driven. Created.